Welcome, everybody, to episode 57 of the CarCast. I'm Owen, he's Sean, and we are headed home after another bizarre night at the AAC. And, Sean, before we get into the specifics, this homestand has really boggled the mind in many ways because it's not at all what we thought it was going to be <laughs> leading into the first three games of this six-game homestand. Uh, no, I mean, the whole... It's been three... The whole last three weeks for the Dallas Stars have been crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, it really has. It's been... Most of the time that Jason Dickinson was on the shelf with a back injury... Yeah. ...encompassed yeah. a very strange sequence of events yeah, here in much, Dallas Stars. Very land. much so. And, like... And then this homestand on top of it, you have lost tonight, and it's like they are both verbally, they're at the point where they are both verbally and by their play seemingly imploding from inside at the same time. Like, it's it's wild. Do you like, think this compares to the epic implosion of last year? in March when they went on a six-game road trip and lost all six and then came home and lost another two games, including that last-second defeat against Boston at home and then that terrible game against the Canucks two days later. Is that really comparable? Because that was sort of the end of the season and that was it. They went from a playoff team to being done. It feels like as much as this has been a horrid stretch of results, that they're still very much in it if they can get things turned around with a lot of games left to go. I mean, they still have more than 30 games left. I think that's what makes the drama so interesting about all of this because this is not a team that, with all of this, it's not a team that is in last place. It's not a team that is out. It's not a team that we, okay, it's not a team where you look at it like, well, why do we care about what's happening there? They suck. They're not in that spot in the standings. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a team that, you know what? They're in a playoff spot. Playoffs are, do they be in? They're a team that if they turn things around, like, it's a team that things can get better. It's just, but right now it's, now it's just kind of the thought process of things are probably going to spiral worse. That's just the, that's just the underlying thought. They're going to spiral worse. But they could easily get fixed, too. You could go off, you could go to, you could win and go into the bye week, come out of the bye week and, and be refreshed. Who knows? I, I don't know what's going to happen next to this team. I didn't expect any of this in the last three weeks, both on the ice and off the ice. That's it's true. Been, like, I think what gets you particularly going, which you are by far the most jazzed I've seen you in a while, is the incredible roller coaster of emotions of the lows and the highs. And I don't yes. say highs and lows because it's gone from low to high. Yes. The lows of the CEO's comments to the highs of the Winter Classic being announced in a, uh, as the host for the Cotton Bowl, the lows of some of the performances against some of the teams at the bottom of the league standings, the highs of the Make-A-Wish game yesterday in Frisco, yes. and then another Tremendous game like this. I mean, place, yeah. it's just been a, uh, a carnival ride yeah, lately, hasn't it? It's, it's been a carnival ride. It is. It's made... And, and, uh, and under there's a trade in there too, which is a trade. Like Stars lost against Tampa, the best team in the league, but really, for all intents and purposes, outplayed them in many regards, yeah. except for the power play and scoring goals. But uh, really showed some positive signs. And then tonight, uh, the first two periods, Sean, were a bit of a regression, and that may be an understatement. Yep. But the first period stood out for me for two things. One is 
It wasn't very good. It was completely as predicted. And Alexander Radulov got benched for the second ten, yeah. the second half of the period. That part wasn't predicted. But the two two worst first period teams in the NHL played one goal in the first period. Actually, it's probably above what you would have bet on it in Vegas. Um, yeah, Dustin Brown yeah. power play goal to hit off his glove and went in after all was said and done. I thought it was actually Kopitar. I thought it hit him in the torso and went in. But there was they say a, that it hit Pollock's stick and then the glove of, of Brown after the down shot. There, there was quite the debate in the L.A. locker room over who got the goal. Yes, actually. I believe there was, was because yeah. there was a debate in the press box between the LAPR representative and an office official when I was walking by just to get something out of the candy bowl. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, yes. I do dabble in the candy bowl from time to time. Yes. Um, Don't we all? There's nothing wrong with admitting that. No. It's, it's true. Uh, yeah, and then Radulov gets benched uh, for the final 10 minutes where Radulov says, tells the media that, you know what? Uh, he, benched, he benched me for arguing with him. And Radulov owned it afterwards. Cooler Heads obviously had a chance to prevail where he said it was the right decision. I wasn't playing well. And then after the game, Monty said... You know what's interesting, Sean? Before you finish Monty's thoughts, yeah. I, at first... The first inclination was that he was injured. Yes. But he was still on the bench. So that was usually if an yes. injured guy disappears down the tunnel, you go, well, you know, he missed the last pra- couple practices. He's been yes. dealing with something from the St. Louis game that he tweaked. And so you think, okay, at that point, that might explain it. But he had a couple of very long shifts before the benching. Yes. And I wonder if that had something to do with it. I think it definitely did. I also wonder, and I, I will never get the answer to this because I, they're going to try. It'll be buried. They, no one will want to talk about it tomorrow. But I, the one thing I'm curious of is Radulov's last shift was with Hintz and Brett Ritchie. And I wonder. It was after he got flip-flopped. Yes. And I wonder if the fourth, moving him to the fourth line was part of a punishment or the cause of the, or led to, the, like, I wonder if Radulov got put on the fourth line and then he blew up about it and that's what led to the benching. It'd be or, interesting to know. Or, or if Monty said, or if Monty's message was like, stop, stop, stop complaining and put him on the fourth line as the first action and then the second action was, okay, you're benched. Like, I wonder, I wonder that it's an answer probably won't get an answer to. Uh, well, it's it, ironic, too, because in many regards, when the Stars are struggling and they've split up the top line, yeah. they'll put them back together to spark some offense. Yes. In this case, they actually disassembled the top line. And, uh, yeah, well, so you go to the second period, yeah. and Radulov is immediately back. He starts the period with Ben and Sagan. So that's when we started. That's at least when I first thought, hmm, maybe, that, maybe yeah. that was not an injury-related thing because he yes. looked fine yes. at that. Um, but the team continued to kind of slog its way through. They had a couple of really good chances. I thought that the in the first period, um, there was a couple. One that stands out was the Fox. Uh, oh, no, that was in the third period, the tip yeah. play. He had a chance in the first as well. But in the second, the one chance they really had on the power play that was their best was when Tyler Pitlick yeah. got to the middle right between the hash marks, and Campbell made a great save. That's the one that really only stands out to me from the second period. Yes, I mean, I had more quality chances. Yeah, but but of all of them, the best of those was that. Yeah, I mean, that, that was... Rope Hintz had a middle lane drive where yeah. there was a centering pass to him, and he missed the net. There were all... Jamie Benn had a great redirection right away, first chance of the period, right? Yeah. Sagan from the corner, hits Ben, and it arcs up and over the net. I thought he had room on, on Campbell, and he just missed. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's moments like that, but really... There's only the only one where I'm like, okay, they were gonna score there was the Pitlick one. Right, and right after the Ben tip, they scored 
uh, to make it two to nothing. Yeah. Uh, Toffoli had a look. It was a muffin. It was a soft shot that took a deflection off a star's stick, and Bishop just couldn't find a way to hang on to it. And credit Carl Hagelin for going the net and yeah. crashing because he was there to tap oh, home a loose puck. Three big mistakes on that play. Sagan gets walked. Klingberg loses his man. Bishop coughs it up. Yep, and all those add up to the yeah. second goal, and that became the winner. Yep. Uh, two nothing at the end of two periods of play. Shots were sixteen to eleven <laughs> in favor of the Kings, and it was ugly after forty minutes. Oh, it was it was bad. My voice just disappeared. For yes. Are you ready to come back? I'm ready. Yes. Ah! Okay. So I'll keep talking then, so that everyone thinks that I don't give you any time to talk, which is not true. But so as Sean recovers, we go. go to the third period, and you know what, Sean? It was a completely <coughs> different final 20 minutes, and you could see it from the first shift. You ready? No, not yet. Keep going. All right. And they starts immediately, the first shift, they had a good zone possession. They had a couple of looks. Fox, the shot went off the post. And okay, I'm good. it really established what was going to be a full-out onslaught in the third period. Yeah, I'm good to buy the way. I see you're back. Yes, yes. yes. Thank good, you. Good, good recovery. Yeah, you know, I'm here ah, to help. Yes. Um, full-out onslaught, spent a lot of the time in the King's End. Um a lot of really good chances, um, but still kind of that feeling of, A, too little too late, and B, where's the finish on this team? That's the other thing that, that I just take away from all this. A lot of, we can say so much about, oh, that's a good chance, or that's a good chance. There were, Where but, is the finish? There's well, no here's the finish. Thing. Fox hit the post twice. Maybe the most exciting offensive play of the night was Jamie Benn dancing and walking and undressing Drew Doughty, a Norris Trophy winner. He went inside, outside. He was all turned around, and then he hit the crossbar with his shot. Had Campbell beat, clang. So then moments later, Yanmark gets a breakaway. And you're thinking, all right, this is it. No and finish. And again, no finish. No finish. Campbell with the, with the save, and it continued that way I, the rest I, of the game. I think the one thing we do right now, and it's just – He's going to have a great – Yes, he had a, but he missed the net. Yes, yes. But here's the thing. in the first period had a great – the wait, seas wait. parted, and he missed the net. And this is my point, Sean. The Stars had 27 missed shot attempts tonight. And that's, that's that all. That is a large yes. amount of – you want to talk about lack of finish. They didn't – you hit the net, you got a chance to score. They missed 27 attempts. Goal scoring is a talent this team does not have. That is just that is just the truth. They don't have goal scorers. Goal scoring is a talent. We don't look at it as a talent, and we should look at it as a talent. It is. Being and able to put the puck in the net is a talent. It's, something, it's not it, it's, just a, a luck factor. And it's something that – and I believe that a lot of analytics are very important. But the one thing that sometimes we take for granted is goal scoring is a talent. Someone Just because somebody drives chances and drives possession, that doesn't mean that they're actually going to put up points. That's right. And so I think that's something that this team doesn't have the talent to score goals. And that's been abundantly clear the past four games. Now, I'm not going to argue that point, but I'm going to say they have plenty of talent on their team. What they're missing is a second line. And I've said this over and over and over again. And so in Sean's point, they need somebody talented to be a goal scorer, I think, on the second line. And I think that right. would change a lot. It would change a ton. Just one more, yes. I think, really. Two I more take ideally. Two, 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 two ideally, but I think yeah. one more really could make a huge difference. Yes. Uh, end of the game, Stars finally get a goal. Radulov with the extra attacker just over a minute to go. It deflects off the stick of Lindell and in. And a uh, nice tip goes in the net. Sometimes that's what you have to do to score a goal. 
And then they had a couple more rate. The, the the last one that was really great was the Sega one timer off the face off. But Campbell made the glove save. He saw it. I want to get your thought on something on that. Okay. Just what was your thought on the timeout immediately after the goal? Oh boy. Wow. We wow. just got buzzed by somebody in a Honda Fit, it looked yeah. like, that was in a hurry. Silver Honda Fit. If you listen to the car cast, we saw you. Yeah, and uh, lane changing at about 90 miles an hour, I'm going to guess. Maybe a little higher. I think it's faster than that. Well, at least 90. Yeah. It, it was fast. And it, was a, it, was, it was a quicker transition than anything we saw from the stars this It evening. surprised you more than the paper ball I lobbed down on your computer while you were typing and I was waiting for you to get done tonight. I kind of expect those things now, though. Well, the first one didn't. Yeah, but... The, the second one, yeah, it was it, yeah. it was played out. But the first yeah. one, I got a good jump. Yeah. Come yeah. on. I, I'll, I'll give you credit. You weren't ready for that. You were not expecting. Okay, okay. anyway. Um, back to the question at hand, yes. which was... Timeout right after the goal. What I'm you mixed on that. At first, yeah. I thought, okay, gear up because you just had your big guns on the ice. Yes. You have a minute left. You want the same ones out there. I guess the argument against it is you just rattled the other team's goalie and their team, and they have to go out there, and now they're thinking about it. You gave them time to compose themselves. Yes. I think at that point they were just thinking we want to play up our our top line. Because they only have a minute left. What are you going to (coughs) do? If they're tired, you play the second wave of the desperation goal. I think it's a. I I thought it was something where you. You keep your first line out there. You keep them out there against someone's tired. You keep them thinking. But they're and tired, too. Yes, I don't care. I think if – I don't care. <laughs> That's a little heartless. You have – the emotion of that moment, you should be – there should be an adrenaline that kicks in. Okay, we have a chance to come back. And you could argue the flip side of that, though. Yeah. If the other, if you go out there and you keep the same guys out there and they have a two-minute shift, let's face it, they're already at the end of the game. So yeah, guys but are at the you end score of the a goal, it reinvigorates you. Yes, but they're still tired. And sometimes you need 30 seconds to catch your breath, Yeah, okay. no matter what you are. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to – There's a difference not, between a double shift and not taking a rest I want you to not take that time out. I want you to actually use the momentum from that. So right you want there. to put a different line no, out there no, and then take the, a timeout with no, thirty seconds. And then no, keep that line out there. Go at it. And then once you get in, then use your timeout to draw up a play or do it then. Like okay. that's that's when I would have used it. I just I thought it was one of those where it was kind of I didn't like it at that point. All right. You're allowed to have that opinion. I, I am. disagree and I'm allowed to do that. So um Anyway, they had one more good look. Yes. Two, they had two. Radulov had a pretty clean shot from the right circle, but it was the Sagan one-timer that probably had the best chance of going in. Yes, and, love uh, save there. Again, that was it. Jack Campbell gets the win. Stars get the loss. Um, you know, Ben Bishop made one error that cost them the game, but when you're not scoring goals, they're really magnified. When you score a few goals, that one gets swept under the rug. Yeah. It's... And you know what? After the goal, gave the, the second goal, Bishop was fine. He really locked it down and didn't give up any more mistakes. So uh, the one thing I really like about Bishop that was something that the previous goaltending tandem really struggled, Sean, was you let in one like that and you crumble, and Bishop's able to shake those off and, and still be good. We don't even need to talk about that. No, Bishop. we don't, like, but I'm going to say that anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Any other comments before our lightning round? Uh, you know what? As, as much as I know there's people who uh, – this is a Stars podcast. It's – on a human level, I feel happy for Jack Campbell just because I know this is something that a lot of the things he's gone through emotionally as a person, this was something that... For I, the last nine years? Yeah, this is something for... as, as a human nine be, years. As a human being, um, as a human being, I know as a Stars fan, I understand if you don't agree with this, but as a human being, you, you feel happy for Jack Campbell right now. <coughs> what do we got? Um, well, 
we were laughing about me talking over you, but we had court saying that I'm talking over you. How, how do they know already? Is it live? I, is it live? I'm uncomfortable now because somebody listening, is it, is your car bugged? Probably. Who knows? Um, I think everything's bugged anyways. I don't know. I mean, we go with your conspiracy theories, but I think everything everything's bugged anyways. I don't think anything, I don't think we have any privacy anyway. Have you in the world. felt that you haven't been able to make a point on the car cast? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Frequently. Well, I make my points. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. in the end of the day, are you strong-willed enough to get what you want to say out there? I think so. Yeah. Uh, we were pretty loud and bloviators, so there is that. Yeah. All um, right, moving on. Uh, Justin writes in, do you want to blow it up from the second line down and as Band-Aids to try or as Band-Aids try to try and salvage the season? I'm not quite sure I see that as the either or here. I think it's, I mean, it's the same thing, isn't it? Like, it, either the blow up or the band either way, you need a solution in season. And then the big move and everything else to fix things is in the off season. It's a two-pronged thing. I don't think, I don't think you can... There's no way that you can say, okay, we're not going to here, – here's here. I know I want to say this. You can work to fix this season in the short term, and then you can also fix the long term at the same time. Right. Um, I don't think there's a difference between Band-Aids and blow-ups because the Band-Aid is maybe a rental and maybe doing this or that. Um, I think those can actually help moving forward, and I also think you can look at, okay, hey, we're going to get a ton of cap space this summer. We can work on things then to build the second line in another way, even if we can't complete it this season during the course of it. Sam writes in, how can the stars work on getting guys to the front of the net more often? By the way, love the car cast. Always informative and entertaining. Thanks, Sam. Um, Make people give a damn? I mean, Montgomery said something very very simple and basic, but it really encapsulates the first two periods. When asked about the first 40, he said, we didn't have enough desperation and we didn't have enough passion. Plain and simple, right? What more can you say about it? Yeah. It, it requires t- sacrificing your body because it's hard to go to the front of the net. You're going to get cross-checked, slashed, pushed, punched. Uh, you're going to take pucks off the body. Those, those hurt. It's a, a level of commitment, right? It's a level of commitment that this team doesn't have right now. They don't have it in the first period. Sometimes they used to have it in the second period, but seemed to disappear the last four games. Joe Walton writes in, do you think? Do you guys think the top line will be the same next season? Yes. There are a lot of reasons why that answer is yes. Part of it's because it's hard to uh, break them up because they have a lot of control of their contracts. Right? Oh, they all have no move clauses. Right. All of them. Uh, Stefan writes in, Monty didn't seem to be able to get the players to ditch Hitchcock's system as their default. Even if they trade for offensive help, this needs to be addressed. The way the team generates offense is just not very effective. It seems any ideas. Maybe the team is off. Kind of been talking about that, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that needs. I mean, they need to carry the pocket more. I think... They need to they need to dump the puck in less. I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be done. Um, just, it's 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 not it's not a good looking offensive product. That's it's just not it's not. There's lots of issues, and it, Stefan's right. It needs to be fixed. Um, I don't have. I mean, the idea I have is is very simple in concept, but application is what makes it extremely difficult. Okay, I want you to carry the puck in more. Okay, it's easy for me to say that. How do I get guys to do that? I'm not the coach, so I can't do it, but... 
Jeff writes in, is there someone like a Brendan Shanahan or a Steve Eiserman who can come in and grab the wheel of this listless ship as a president of hockey ops? Question mark. Why has a rookie coach been tasked with changing the culture? Does he have enough to focus on? Doesn't he have enough to focus on? Every, no, I mean, what else, what, else, what else really, if you think about it, while coaches deal with X's and O's, the biggest part of a coach is setting the culture. I mean, yes. that's not... And, and, and I, I can tell you, whoever is, if say there was someone who was a president of hockey ops or whatever, that person doesn't set a culture that the play. I mean, that the person doesn't set the culture for the players in the room. The coach has to set the culture in the room. That's just that's that's how it works. Um, no matter whether they're a rookie coach or a veteran coach or whatever, they have to. The coach is, is has to set a culture, and the players have to either reflect it or go with it or whatever. A lot of this goes on what happens in the room when it comes to culture. Um, and the upper up, the higher ups have an impact on it. How they handle things, how they set expectations, have an impact. But at the end of the day, Monty's the one who has to get this team ready to play each day. Do you think that? I mean, this is sort of a follow up because another question is right this as well. I'm not thinking this, but Alex writes in. I can't believe I'm asking this in his first year, but has Monty lost the room? He talks about trying different things and still nothing's working. Is it possible the players just don't like playing for him? I don't think that's the case. I don't think he's lost the room. Um, the other thing that is, I've been kind of playing around with this idea in my head and figure, trying to get a good read on it because I don't think he's lost the room. Uh, he's have there's lots of guys who you talk to about how talk to about Monty who they they really like playing for, him. Like, especially yeah. the younger guys. Uh, Maybe the biggest thing, and I don't want to call it losing the room, but the biggest thing maybe is how does he does he know how to he he makes a lot of adjustments. Does he know when he's over adjusting? Does he know when he's making the right adjustments? I think it's more so. And that's of, a problem that a lot of coaches have. Yes. Right. Coaches have. Uh, Mike Heiko always likes to say coaches will coach. A lot of coaches overcoach. Yes. Because when things are going wrong. They're paid to get results, and they have a hard time doing nothing and saying things will get better yeah. as opposed to doing something to try to make a change. Yep. Right? Correct. I don't think you're going to see coaches stop doing that kind of stuff. I don't think I don't think Monty's lost the room. I think it's more of a case of this is what the room is. Like, that's just – I think that's more of a case of, okay, it's a room that – Still doesn't dig deep when it's needed to. It's a room, that, but that's not just something that happened, Monty. That's something that happened under Hitch. It happened under Lindy. It's, it's. There is. Losing the room to me would be there would be. Well, you, you wouldn't would get a third period like you saw. Tonight. We would see more fallout. Yeah. Yes. You wouldn't see the kind of. Uh, like, look, I know the first two periods weren't good. Yeah. The third period had passion and desperation and a push, and there was some. Hey, we got to show some pride on this and not just wither and go away. If they withered, then you start to wonder about it. Yes, but I, I didn't see that. Um, Christopher writes in one name I keep reading about is Hayes. He's talking about Kevin Hayes with the New York Rangers. Okay. Would he be a good fit? Also, I have the have the Stars at least tried signing Sassoni <coughs> or Sacconi. I can't Sicconi. remember it. Yeah. Will Nil be fired before the deadline <laughs> or during the summer? A lot of questions. I feel it'd be better to have a new GM in place before the draft. There's a lot of questions, a lot okay, of different me, ways. I'll go lightning. Okay, so I, let's I, start I can with go through number the, one. I, I can Kevin Hayes. Um, 
Does he make this team better? Yes. Is he the best option? No. And I don't know if he's the right fit. Yes. Uh, but he if does, you he, could just plop him into but, the roster. But he does make the team better. He would make the team better. Is, yes. he, is he the best option? No. Um, and so is it an option you should consider? Yes, you should consider all options. Yes. But I don't think it's... Uh, and the other thing, Sean, is what about the cost to get Kevin Hayes? Yes. As your, I mean, again, cost versus what you're getting back. Yes, yes. What right. do we go through? Joe Ciccone. Uh, well, two things on that. One, they can't sign him right now. No, uh, he's playing college hockey. You can't, you can't they sign signed him. him. What happens? He loses eligibility, and then he immediately has to, he has to turn pro. He could not uh, play another amateur game. Have the stars worked at trying to lay the groundwork to sign him? Yes. Will it work? That's, t- that's TBD. And uh, the other interesting thing that somebody brought up a good point today that I had hadn't really thought about. Uh, just and it's an option that if the stars were to get to a point where. Look, we're not going to get Joe Sacconi. If they were, if they got to the point where they accepted, okay, he's not going to sign with us, they could use him actually as a part of a sweetener for a deal at the deadline. If 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 they it, could try, they could try. Here's they the problem. Could, well, there's no guaranteed sign with that team. Well, either. that's right. So how much value is that really, unless that team thinks they have an upper hand well, at actually signing him? Well, the key here, the key word here was a sweetener, just as right. far as like, okay. I don't think there's if, much there. Yes. Just because. Why would a team go all in on that? Or even if it is a sweetener, say, well, we'll give it a shot because if he doesn't want to sign with that team, he waits till August and has a, he's a free agent. So if he's going to go this route, I think he's he's going to go that route. And so I unless I hear unless, what you're saying. I, I don't see that as being part of a trade. I, I, I could see it happening because I could see the one team. I could see another team saying, okay, we'll get him, and then being able to say, hey, you can play for our AHL team right away. Right. So that's that's why I could see it happen. Right. I mean, if they're willing to do – look, I think Joe Ciccone is a good prospect. I don't think he's an NHL no, no, influential no, 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 defenseman no, 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 right no. this second. And so I, I don't think a team's going to dangle burning a year of his contract. Correct. No, right that, now, like they happen. did with Riley Smith. Or, yeah, Riley Smith. Yeah. Uh, back in the day. Yes. Um, another part of the the pile of questions is: oh, yeah, Will Nil ones. be fired before the deadline or during no. the summer? The answer is that is no. No. Uh, if he's getting fired, it's if he's getting fired, it's it's after the season. It's in April. And it would be, it would be before the yes, draft. It would but, be. But yet, look, this is a there's a lot more to go. And I get that people are fired up and disappointed with this stretch of games, but it's not as though you're the L.A. Kings or the Chicago Blackhawks who feel like they've been out of it for months. The Stars are still in a playoff no, spot. No, you're not the LA Kings or the Chicago Blackhawks. You just lose to those teams. Fair enough. But, again, a couple of wins in a row, and everyone's feeling a lot better about themselves. I know, yes. But this, is, this is the roller coaster, and it's the hard part, Sean, because when you're a middling club, which yes. the Stars are, they are not one of the elite teams in the league no, at the not. moment. When you are a bubble team... This is how the roller coaster goes. You have to embrace the ups and downs. It doesn't have to mean you like like it when it's bad. But yeah, but you no have roller coaster. You have like to this. deal with the the journey of trying to squeak your way into the playoffs. But you I also, know you're not satisfied with it, but at least it's not where you look down and go, "Oh my God, you're so bad, you don't even have a shot at making the playoffs." Well, and, and this it's it's a roller coaster, and it's also a real eye opener where you need to realize that. Okay, this is a roller coaster that might get us in, but if you want to finish the season on more of a high, you need to do something, and that's just what this is. And that's I think that's what goes into more of the frustration because we keep seeing more and more of the eye openers and more of the evidence of okay, you need a you need secondary scoring, you need a second line, and we just keep seeing more and more pop up. On the and, flip side, Sean, 
Devin Shore had an assist. He did. For Anaheim, who won their first game in after losing 12 straight. Yes. And Anaheim actually, if you haven't seen it, we tweeted it out, both of us did, put it on their Twitter account. Yeah. He drove hard to the net, got poke-checked by the goalie, which was Alex Stalock. Yes. And then Ricard Raquel roofed the rebound. He is one of their scorers, the young yes. young scorers for the uh, the Ducks as they sort of try to transition away from the Kessler, uh, Corey Perry, Ryan Getzlaff generation. And the Ducks snapped the 12-game losing streak. What they chased Alex Stalock by scoring three times. He started the game in the first eight yeah. minutes. And there was a great uh, tweet by a couple of the writers that were covering the game up in Minnesota that they hadn't e- even reached the first media timeout. And Stalock's night was done. Yeah. And so night for the that, back of that win, though, means the NHL's longest losing streak belongs to Andrew Cogliano. That's not fair, but it's funny. It's funny. It is funny. What you mean is that he lost 11 in a row. He's lost 13 games in a row. With the, with the Ducks, came to Dallas, and has lost two. Yes. So he's lost 13 straight games that he's played in. He hasn't won a game since December 17th. That's just a long time. Yeah. He was actually pretty upbeat after the Tampa game, talking about yeah. the way that he thought this team <coughs> played with a lot of pace yeah. and that there was a lot of good things to take out of it. I agreed with that. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a lot. And he said he didn't feel great in his first game. He said he felt like he was about 60%. Uh, heavy legs. He said he, he the humidity difference here is different than in Anaheim and felt like he was sweating a lot more. Felt like a road game to him. Hopefully he felt better tonight. Yeah, but yeah. There's more to be had in this. Like, I mean, we can we can uh, prognosticate. We can get out the the fortune tellers and start to talk about what might happen. I think the one thing that I can say definitively is that this roster has will be changed before February 25th. I agree. If it clearly. doesn't, then I would just say well, why? Yes. What, what, yes. What, oh yeah. No, for sure. There there seems to be something that needs to be changed completely. Um, do we have any more, or is that it? That was it. Okay, well... Um, I'm cutting it off. I drew the line. There you the go. No, no, there you go. Um, big Just division- like I cut you off. I'm cutting the... the no, <laughs> that was the last one we had. Big divisional game against Winnipeg on Saturday. Uh, big game, just because... A, divisional game, but B, you go into that long break, you'd like to... If you want to try and put an end to all of this... Not an end, but if you want, if you want to try and stunt kind of the... Roller coaster downslope. It'd be really nice to win and go into the break with a little bit better feeling. Oh no doubt. Like we talked about it with the Christmas break because there's only three days long. Yes. Is that having some positive feelings going into that break will be good because it means that you won't dwell on a five-game losing streak. Yes. For that whole time. Yes. But I will argue this: losing against Winnipeg does not end the Stars' season by a long shot. It doesn't end the season, but it, it makes you feel more panicked. Of course. So. But for all you quick to jump to the ledge, there's a lot of hockey left. Step oh. back from that ledge, my friend. There's a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> are, I'm not going to quote number, <laughs> but I am going to tell you this. There are over 30 games left. A lot of other teams are having problems, too, that are in the, on the bubble. Things can get turned around. The Stars are good enough defensively with their team structure, their penalty killing, and their goaltending to get to them to this point. If they can figure out some things offensively, they'll be a pretty darn good team. Yes, but that doesn't that includes That's a big yeah. that, that, that includes some external help. So uh, we'll be back Saturday, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, no practice in Frisco tomorrow, so it's downtown. So if you were planning on doing that, uh, you can't. You can't. So um, have a good night.